1: That's chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and
1: conditions 18 plus. Welcome everybody to the Gives in the Bank Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Buckeyescoop.com. I am Mark Givler, joined as always by Bill Green. This is I the Bill Wednesday, Green. November 25th edition, and we do have a uh, a third with us today. Uh, Alex Gleitman is joining us as well. Um, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. We're going to give uh, a, a brief uh, rundown here. we got some 2022 stuff to talk about um, oh, first well. and foremost, obviously Quinn Ewers in the bag. Now we see that um, get followed up by Caleb Burton um, the other night. So uh, two huge commitments out of Texas, Alex, just your thoughts Alex, on this, um, what this means for Ohio state's 2022 class, getting someone like yours, um, you know, still very early in the process with, with a year to uh, recruit other guys.
2: I mean, it's massive. Obviously, they got to be able to hold on to him. I, I think, you know, the kid was pretty well thought out. I mean, I don't think he's the type of kid who I'm going to commit to Texas. Now I want to commit to Ohio State. Now I'm going to commit somewhere else. I, I think there was a rhyme and reason behind everything. But, you know, you never know a kid who grew up a, a Texas fan if Tom Herman is replaced by someone who they feel really good about and he has the opportunity to go in there and, and start as a freshman. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that is an opportunity he looks at again. But I think you know, it was a big get for Ohio State. Uh, I think he was their number one guy the whole way. They never really, Mark, you and I talked about this a few weeks ago. They never really went to anyone else. They never really had their guy after you was committed to Texas. I, I think they always felt that, you know, especially with with the, the the Herman situation up in the air, that that was someone that they could get back in on. And they were with Kyle McCord and CJ Stroud and Jack Miller already in the hopper. I think they felt, pretty good about being able to wait a little bit. Um, so, you know, that's a huge pickup. He's a game changing type of recruit. Um, I would caution fans not to, to just automatically place him over Kyle McCord. I think Kyle's a pretty damn good player. And, um, you know, I, I think he's got a chance to, to be the starter at Ohio state before Quinn does, but I, that's, that's a huge pickup, getting the number one guy on your board. And I think he's a leader for this 2022 class. You saw Caleb Burton follow suit. I think Caleb, really liked Ohio state and really had a great relationship with Brian Hartline and might've been a Buckeye at some point, but I think this accelerated things. I think maybe this is what pushed him over the edge. So, you know, getting Quinn is only going to help get other playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. You want that quarterback being a leader in the class early. And I think they have that. And then when you look at Caleb Burton, I mean, he missed most of this year due to injury. So we, we don't have the junior film, but I turned on the sophomore film. And to me, when I was watching it, I was saying, this kid looks like Garrett Wilson to me. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Garrett or anything like that. I mean, that's, that's pretty lofty praise, but when I was watching it, he reminded me of Garrett Wilson and I checked, I said the same thing. I, I checked with someone inside the Woody. I said, does this kid remind you of Garrett Wilson? Cause I'm watching the film and they said, yep, absolutely. And, and so I think that's the type of player you're getting in Caleb Burton. He's versatile. Uh, he's got great hands. He can high point the ball, track it really well downfield. Uh, he's got breakaway speed. I think he's got to get bigger, be able to block on the outside, break some tackles at the next level. But, you know, he's ranked, uh, you know, various services. I think the the 24 seven composite has him as a five star and and maybe like around top 10 in the country. And, that's the type of player I think you're getting a, a guy who's going to step in year one, fits right in with the guys they recruited last year, the guys they're recruiting this year, Brian Hartline, Ryan day doing a tremendous job on that, that side of the ball. And to be able to go down to Texas, I mean, that's just the cherry on top and, and take the two top players in the state.
1: And, and Bill, um, you know, there's been it, – it's weird that you, you land a guy like Ewers and, and there's some fans who are like, well, what does that mean for the quarterback room and transferring and the portal and everything else? I mean, people are getting ahead of themselves. I mean, Bill, how do you look at this quarterback situation now with – got the two highly ranked freshmen um, who haven't, we haven't really seen much of yet. you got Kyle McCord set to enroll in January, and then you have Quinn Ewers in 22. Are, are people – Getting too far ahead of themselves. I mean, I just, what do you think? What do you make of the quarterback room right now? And what should people? What should Ohio State fans be feeling right now?
3: Well, they should be feeling ecstatic, you know. Number one, and if somebody transfers, you usually don't see a third that's headed to be an All American transfer. So, if someone does transfer out of those four guys, and someone will, absolutely, it's probably going to be the fourth string guy. So you know, the starter's not going to transfer. The guy that's headed to be in an NFL Super he's not transferring. So you collect as many great quarterbacks as you can, as many great receivers as you can, linebackers. That's the goal. You know, and, and you don't worry about who might leave. You worry about who you throw out there in the field this Saturday to help you. That would be irrelevant to me. Um, the, the two best will absolutely stay, and the four guys going to leave, and three might leave, and you go get another one in 2023 like they have. You like I like everything Alex just said. There's not much I can add other than when I saw Burton, I kind of saw Smith and Smith Jigba there, but I can see the Garrett Wilson. And when you're comparing dudes to those guys, you know, he, he's a heck of a player. The thing I would add that, you know, when I looked at this stuff, 2017 Ohio state has now landed seven five-star kids out of Texas. And in that Time period, Texas has landed four. I mean, and that is a, you talk about an indictment of Tom Herman. I don't want one than that. I mean, so for Ohio to, to walk in there from 1,500 miles away and get double the five stars that you're getting out of your own state, I mean, that's, that's bad for Texas. It's great for Ohio State. So uh, what's going on right now with 2022 is, you know, it, it's really sick. And it could be a lot of, you know, you know, Twitter having fun, but I don't look at it that way with, with Burton. I thought they were getting him all along no matter. Yours concerns me because Texas was where he always wanted to be. Texas is where he grew up wanting to play for. And and Texas is a mess right now. But if Texas can solidify that mess somehow and turn it into the, does yours take another look at them? Cause like Alex said, he was probably going to start for them as a freshman. So, and in Ohio state, man, he's in a crowded room. So we'll see, but you know, you know, collecting talent, it's like real life, you know, possessions, 90% of the law. So I'll take the commitment and try to hold on to them far more than I want to try to flip them from someone else. So, you got to, you got to rejoice with these commitments. I mean, these guys are as good as it gets in their class at their respective positions.
1: Yeah. I mean, the way I look at the quarterback room is you don't get caught up too much in who transfers if anyone does eventually, which it seems eventually like someone would, I mean, even if you sign five, you know, three-star quarterbacks, one of them's going to transfer. It doesn't, it's not even so much the talent it's just the reality of the quarterback position. But what landing four guys of this caliber does is it it essentially guarantees you you're going to have good quarterback play the next four years. Whether it's Ewers, McCord, Stroud, you know, whoever wins the battles, it doesn't really matter. You're going to have to be one hell of a player to win that competition. So, you know, on your end, if you're Ohio State, we are going to have good quarterback play the next four or five years. You just know that because you you've the cream's going to rise to the top. And you, you try and keep everyone happy to the best you can, but, you know, Ultimately, as long as your quarterback is good, if you lose a good one somewhere else, it happens whatever. but as long as you are getting good quarterback play, that should be all that matters and, and quite frankly, it's gonna be hard to envision them not getting good quarterback play with what they have here right now. So uh, definitely big news. I mean Bill throw us back to you here you you know you covered Terrell Pryor, you covered a lot of um, highly ranked guys over the years. I mean, how big is, is this you or is this, is this a generational guy or is this more of a, you know, run of the, I don't want to say run of the mill five-star, but is this, or is this kind of one of those kind of special, unique Terrell Pryor type of, of uh, guys who can really kind of change, you know, take, maybe take a great program into the stratosphere. Yeah. I hate to put
3: that on that kid. I mean, he's 16 years old. And, and I think, you know, what Alex said makes a lot of sense this takes all the attention off Kyle McCord. And I don't know why, because I love Kyle McCord's film. Let you were, my God, he's a child still. Um, What I see is pretty darn special. I mean, real special, but I feel that way about McCord too. And I feel that way about Stroud. So, you know, is generational, is it Trevor Lawrence, man, I bet, you know, that's something you would really look at when the, When the All-Star game is completed his senior year, the full body works in. Then you can look at Quinn Ewers and think, where does he rank in terms of Terrell Pryor, Trevor Lawrence, some there? I don't think right now is the time to do it. I think right now you can suffice to say that they got the best quarterback prospect in 2022. And that's certainly a heck of a good spot to be in.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably a good time to throw out there. Um, throw Kyle out McCord there just threw six touchdown passes in a state semifinal game last <laughs> weekend, and um, is playing for his third straight state championship this coming weekend. Um, so he's he's not bad. <laughs> so, and and for the record, I, I kind of mentioned this, I alluded to this on Twitter. I'm just going to say it a little more bluntly now. Um, not the least bit concerned what Ohio State's recruiting behind him right now. He um enroll he's going to enroll early in january which historically has not been allowed at saint joe's prep um he was very adamant though that he was going to do that and they've um they've uh, given him the 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 leash to do that so he'll be on campus in january and i can promise you from talking to him his focus is that job's going to be open we i don't think we're you know spoiler alert justin Fields is not going to be back next year um that's going to be an open quarterback competition um and his his mindset right now is that he is coming into an open uh, quarterback competition in january so that you know for everyone concerned about that i think that's kind of nonsense at this point i don't think he's too worried about that um alex we've already seen caleb burton jump in on the heels of the ewers commitment you know how much do you think this impacts uh, what the, what they can do at receiver in 2022 I mean you already have Brian Hartline doing the recruiting which is a which is a great thing to do to have if you're Ohio State but on top of that you now have Quinn Ewers as the quarterback in the class what what possibilities could this open in 22 at receiver and and there there, there is a name in Texas right now you that you know we're all kind of hearing about and I know you're hearing about you know where does that stand kind of talk us through some of this receiver stuff
2: yeah, I'm, I mean, uh, it, it, the opportunities are endless. I mean, you got Brian Hartline who, A, knows how to connect with these younger guys really, really well. Exactly. B, you talk about, uh, you know, the – having done it, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. I mean, Brian Hartline has sat where these kids have sat. He's gone to Ohio State. He's developed into receiver. He's played in the NFL. He's cast in millions of dollars. Now he's back at Ohio State really because he loves the game of football and he loves the Ohio State Buckeyes. And so, you know, having a guy like that recruiting you with Ryan Day and his offensive mind and his system and how receivers have – produced the last few years under his kind of purview, couple that with having, you know, C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, Kyle McCord, and now Quinn Ewers possibly throwing you the ball, why wouldn't you want to go to Ohio State? If I'm a high school receiver, I'm looking at Ohio State, I'm looking at Oklahoma, and I'm probably looking at uh, Clemson. Uh, I got to throw Alabama into the mix. They're putting NFL guys every single year, especially the way they've they've kind of turned over that offense. So those four programs, which – again, spoiler alert are probably going to be up for the college football playoff every year as well. Uh, You know, how do you not look at those programs? And so, you know, you got Caleb Burton in the hopper Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, no surprise here. You look at the crystal balls, whatever. We've talked about him a little bit on the scoop. Armani Winfield, another wide receiver from Texas might get out of the grips of, of Tom Herman and Jimbo Fisher and those guys down there. And he's looking like a pretty heavy Ohio state lean, Uh, we got a guy in Arizona, Keon Grace who's currently committed to the Wildcats, but I think, uh, of Arizona, I think that he is someone that Ohio state really likes, and they have a great chance to land. we'll, we'll touch on him in a little bit, I believe here on the show. Um, but I think, you know, those are three guys right there and and they could just, they could just call it a day. Um, but there's a number of other highly ranked receivers across the country that we're already looking at Ohio state. And now with Quinn Ewers in the hopper, I think it just makes it even that much more attractive
1: yeah that was kind of our next thing here. We're gonna go um, I think okay. each of us have some 2022 prospect we're going to talk about here a little bit. Um, let's start let's start with Bill actually on that. Um, Bill, you've got a five star defensive back update. Uh, kind of what are you hearing there and kind of yeah, let us know so, you know who we're talking about here and, and what you're hearing.
3: Yeah, the singletary Kid is really special DB. Ohio State's in that for sure along with Clemson. I just think right now, I think Florida is in a great spot for him. And I think, you know, if I had to make a pick today of where he would sign, uh, I would choose Florida. Now there's a long way to go on this, you know, and Kerry Combs, we've seen him work magic before. He can steal people from Clemson. You can take a guy from Clemson. You can take a guy from Florida. So wouldn't give up on him. Wouldn't say it's a no chance, but right now I think Florida's in the command position there.
1: Yeah. And, and Jaheem was a guy that I think people got a little bit excited about a couple weeks ago. He's obviously, he was getting caught up in some of the Twitter stuff. Um, I, they offered yes, him a little bit yes. late, not that it really matters at this stage because he's not like anyone's visiting right now, but you know, they offered him a little bit late and people are anticipating they will get involved there, um, more heavily. Um, You know, we'll see what happens. I know Florida obviously is having a very good season right now. So, um, you know, it is interesting with Florida. You know, I maybe throw this back to you here, Bill. What are you hearing about just the state of Florida in general right now? Because we went through a time period there for a few years where Florida State, Miami, and Florida were all down. And now Florida State's still a mess, but Florida's having um, a really good season. Miami's much more competitive now. What do you anticipate, you know, the state of the state of Florida looking like the next few years in terms of a school like Ohio State trying to pluck kids away from that state?
3: Well, I think it's wide open. Um, Florida State, as you said, is a mess. And I think that's being kind. Miami's having a great year, but they're recruiting just I don't know if Miami can ever be in Miami again. Those kids don't want to go there that live down there. And that's a killer for them. You know, you can go back to the heyday of Miami when Howard Snellenberger turned it around, Jimmy Johnson, Butch Davis. You know, I mentioned what they did is they recruited the state of Miami. It was a Broward and Dade thing. They kept those kids home. They can't keep them home right now. It's just, it's almost impossible for them when they look at the stadium, the facilities. It's their their town, you know, they want to get out. And so it's wide open. Now, Ohio State is kind of, I don't know. They're, they're focusing so much on Texas right now. And my God, aren't they killing it there? And they've kind of wandered away from Florida a little bit, but I, you know, the, the pickings are still so good there for, for anyone, you know, Bama Clemson, whoever, because, you know, Florida the Gators are going to do well. FSU is a dumpster fire and Miami just cannot get the top tier kids right now there. So I think that, I think the line is good for Ohio state there if they want to wander back in there, but, my God, with the success they're having in Texas, you know, you almost want to keep that momentum going.
1: Yep. And Alex, I know you, we mentioned this uh, a couple minutes ago, uh, Keon uh, Grays um, call him a fast riser right now out of the state of Arizona, 2022 receiver starting to get a lot of attention committed to Arizona, Ohio state very much involved there. Alex, what are you hearing there?
2: Yeah, well, Keon Graves is a kid that, you know, when he got offered uh, a few weeks, a month back or so, you know, you look at him, he's committed to the University of Arizona, which is a bottom of the, the Pac-12 tier type of program right now, um, and, you, you know, you, you look at his ranking, he's a three-star kid, and you think, okay, maybe this is an uncommittable offer, and then I wanted to write about him for ADEC, he was a kid who got an offer, I, you know, I try to talk to all these kids who get offered from Ohio State and hear what they have to say about the program. And just like you guys would, I think, you know, you hear from the kid that Ryan day and Brian Hartline are the ones leading his recruitment. And that makes, you know, it makes you perk up a little bit. I I think, you know, you, you would expect the kid like that. Oh, maybe it's, maybe it's a guy like Keenan Bailey or, or maybe it's, you know, a quality control coach, or maybe it's, you know, a, a Tim Hinton type guy, just trying to reach out, build the initial relationship, get the kid to come to camp. But when Ryan Day and Brian Hartline are leading your, your recruitment, it, it makes you pay attention. And then you ask some people inside the Ohio state building, the Woody Hayes, what they think of this kid. And they think he is just, uh, I don't want to say diamond in the rough. Cause I just, I just think he's under right now. I think they think he is a four-star type of talent, a kid who can absolutely play at Ohio state. You start to see some of the other offers come in and it all makes sense um this is a kid mark as you said is a fast riser and i think ohio state wants him they take him um i think you know the, the plan is to, to make a visit whenever that can happen but now with visits potentially being pushed back to april maybe something happens before that i i think this kid i think he's going to end up at ohio state i think they're his top choice right now things can change between now and and whenever he's ready to decide i mean Maybe Ohio State wants him to come in for the visit. Maybe he wants to come in for the visit. I think Arizona, though, was a the pandemic's going on. It's close to home. I have a good relationship with Kevin. Someone I'm going to lock up my spot there. I know I'm good, close to my family. But I think with Ohio State, the relationship they're building with him, what they can offer him on the field, uh, off the field, um, you know, just, just everything across the board. I, I think they're going to be the pick for this kid at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely a guy who seems to be shooting up the the recruiting board, at least at Ohio state, you know, that that's a guy that, um, you know, again, as you, as you pointed out, sometimes they throw these offers out to out of state kids. And, you know, you're thinking, eh, okay. You know, th- they know who he is, you know, they'll, they'll evaluate his film. They'll look at, but this was one where the offer seemed to come at the same time as they realized, yeah, we want this kid. And they, they offered him, you know, kind of with that notion. So Um, We'll see what happens there. Um, That's obviously going to be one to watch moving forward. Um, You know, there's some buzz right now around five-star defensive back Denver Harris out of uh, North Shore High School, uh, Houston, Texas area. Um, I have some pretty good relationships with some of the coaches down there just through other kids I've covered over the years. There is, you know, I I don't want to throw a wet blanket on this right now, but there is the sense that he is not close to a decision. So I think people... getting um, excited about the possibility that maybe Denver Harris could decide soon. That's not what I'm hearing. I'm hearing. That's going to be a, a national battle. Um, nothing, nothing imminent there, uh, but Ohio state, very high interest from the people I've talked to. I, and of course, Denver is saying that as well, but sometimes it's a little more important to get it from the other people than it is from the kid. Cause the kid's going to talk the, the schools up, but um, very interested in Ohio state. This was a kid who had, you know, 30, 40 offers at one point. It didn't have Ohio state yet. And I kept hearing from, from both Denver and from some of his coaches, that this is the offer that, you know, he was missing. This was the one that he, he, he needed to add and, and not, not for, not for the, you know, recruiting rankings or the, you know, the internet, you know, hype or anything like that. This was a genuine uh, offer that he wanted and um, he got it and we were going to find out the truth. Once he got the offer, if, if this was serious or not. And everything I've heard is that he's been taking this one very seriously. There has been lots of communication there with Ohio state. This is not a kid who, you know, begged for the offer and then ran away when he got it and, you know, committed to the local school. So um going to be a national battle, both the tech, you know, Texas, Texas, A&M, LSU, Alabama. This, this is going to be, this is going to be a fist fight, but um, definitely in it, but no, nothing there in terms of uh, a decision yet or anything coming soon. That's, this is going to be a kid who, uh, if, if visits open up in April, will will take some visits, but you know, I think he would have, I think he would have visited in the past year. Um, I've been told that as well, that he would have visited in the past year, had he been able to, um, you know, he doesn't want to come up from Houston and just, you know, look at the stadium and go home. He wants to actually be able to do the real visit experience. So, um, I'm, I'm told to look for that to happen once things open up. So, um, definitely some, some good news there, but again, let's, let's not get too crazy on that yet. Nothing, uh, nothing coming down the road just yet on that, but definitely a guy Ohio state's involved with and uh, has a shot at. So um, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, every we wanted to kind of get you a good 20, 30 minutes here um, on the eve of Thanksgiving. And, you know, many of you may be watching or listening to this on Thanksgiving. So just wanted to give you guys a quick update on things. Um, we will have more uh, on the website, yeah. of course, uh, check out everyone's stuff. Uh, Alex, once again, with the great a deck, Bill's chat's still going on. E- even, even if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, you can still jump in there. I'm sure Bill, uh, take a, take a double back oh, yeah. and answer any, any questions you may have for Bill. Uh, so yeah, we, we will be uh, very busy here the rest of the week, still covering everything. Appreciate everyone listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.
0: What if you could have a career?